0: There's so many opportunities to the touch points for, you know, obviously getting in front of people, but also for bringing them back into the fold so they can, again, invest in your business through the content that you create, but also through the products that you create.
1: Hi, my name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. Hi, guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. I am especially excited for today's episode. You guys know I'm a money geek. I love talking about money. I'm super open about money. And today I have Joanne Wetzel, who is a passive income expert on the show. So she, through content and coaching, teaches solopreneurs how they can monetize their current expertise, create more time freedom, and develop multiple income streams through the creation of passive income, which is something, I mean, you guys know, I've talked about this all the time. I am super passionate about this and to have a passive income expert on this show, I was like, when I found her, I was like, oh, we have to be friends. Like we actually have to be friends and she has no say in it whatsoever. Um, She also is the host of the Passive Potential podcast and she's a YouTube content creator, which is so cool. YouTubers are a whole nother breed and she's fantastic at everything that she does. It's always the highest quality and highest caliber of content. So. Without further ado here's Joanne Wetzel. Hi Sarah.
0: Wow what a fantastic intro and yeah I know when we connected we connected so in such a random way too through you know Caitlin's um, GSD session. Yes. Yeah
1: yeah, yeah. You're and just so,
0: like- yeah and we became instantly became Instagram best friends from that because we just have such an interest in in creating passive income streams so thank you for
1: that fantastic introduction. Um, you're very welcome. Yeah. I was, I loved all the content that you put out there. Um, you have very clear messaging. And then this is just like a side note. I found out that you were a makeup artist for, you told me that you were a makeup artist for like years. And for yeah. those listening, I worked for Estee Lauder for four almost five years. I was a freelance makeup artist all through college. Um, And I was like, oh no, man, we are actually destined to become (laughs) best friends. 100%. Yeah. We have a a love for
0: beauty and also a love for creating freedom in our lives and creating multiple income streams and working towards fire life, which is financial independence and retiring early. So a lot of uh, common threads between the two of us for sure. Yeah.
1: And I'm so excited to have another person to geek out about that with. So Um, but you've, you've been through I, been, like several businesses, you can, there's basically nothing you can't do. So how did you go into the passive income space? Yeah, it definitely feels like that sometimes. Um, so I would say, well,
0: my, as you just said, my first business, I was a hairstylist and makeup artist for about six years. And one of the common things that really came up for me was that, you know, when you're not working with a client and you're not, you don't have someone physically in your chair, you are not making money. And it was also very like weather-based. So a lot of my sessions would be outside. And I remember there was this one October, a couple months or like a couple years before I actually closed that business where I had an entire week f- fully booked to clients. I had weddings. I had... The wedding did not cancel, even though there was a hurricane, but that whole entire week I had, you know, senior sessions and all out, you know, out other outdoor sessions, commercial clients, things like that. And they all canceled. It was someone was sick. It was the weather. Things happened, and so my entire income for that week. And, and obviously, October is like a peak month for you know weddings and events and makeup artists in general. And so I lost a quarter of my revenue from that, and that was a really hard thing because you're like, oh great, now I'm just sitting here on my hands and I have nothing to do this week. So I try to be really proactive and like reaching back out to people and all of that. But, anyways, I burned down that business because I could not physically take on any more clients. And it took me a couple of years to really come out of coming from a burned out place. Like I was physically exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted. And also my identity was so wrapped up in that person that the past couple of years, I've really been stumbling trying to figure out What do I want to do? Like, who, like, what excites me? What makes me really passionate? And passive income has always been something that I've been curious about because, again, as a makeup artist, I was like, I've got to do something different. I can't just have one income stream. And I think we've all learned with COVID if you're in person, if you're working in person, you've lost your entire income, all of your income streams and income because you can't work in person. So that's kind of like how I got to where I am today in a very short and sweet. I've done a lot of things, I've created courses. I've done Pinterest marketing. Um, I had a dog business for a short period of time. Like it's been, I was trying to figure out who I am (laughs) and what I wanted to do. And I think looking back, I mentored a lot of women in business and my time as a makeup artist. And so that's just who I love to, to talk to and love to help. I've learned so much in my almost nine years of being a business owner like I can't even get into all of it right now um and so I want to take all of that knowledge and experience and help other women in business to make more money to create more ease and time freedom and energy and uh, get more energy back in their day and just feel really good about what they're doing by serving more people and just having those multiple income streams so sorry for that very long answer (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, that was perfect. And I think that's a good example of how none of this is linear. Like I'm coming up on my one-year business at the time of this recording. And I mean, it's already changed so much from one from what, what it looked like one year ago. And that's something I've really had to let go of is this control or this um, like narrative in my head that I had to have it all figured out um, or that, you know, that there was a... I had to get rid of the narrative that there was an end point like, Mm -hmm. Oh, there, there's a, there's a point where all this will make sense. Everything. I will, I will understand everything and I will, you know, I'll know exactly what I do and everything it's ever changing as it should be. And the skill isn't finding out, Oh, you know, the, the exact who you are and then sticking with that and and, you know, kind of, you know, putting your flag down and saying, this is what I'm going to do forever. Yeah. It's being able to adapt to the situation that is, you know, the whole, the whole point, being able to be flexible and people's needs are going to change your needs and wants are going to change. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, it's super cool. Um, I attended a workshop with Joanne and she was teaching about the product ecosystem, um, which I'm going to ask about in a second. And, and from that, it was very clear that it's a process that is so easily manipulated to fit exactly uh, what the business owner wants in their life, and then what their customers need, um, which is both very important. Not Neither of those should be excused when developing a business or product. So can you explain the product ecosystem a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um so
0: the product ecosystem really is kind of developing a really simplifying your offerings and sort of like a I don't want to say a straight line necessarily but but really looking at like how are what are the linear steps for your customers as they walk through the different products and services that you offer in your business. So it could be like I always say it's like, you know, step A to step F and so step A would be and I'm not going to go into all of it because it is a kind of a lengthy thing but Sub A is essentially all of your free content that you offer. And then you kind of walk through this ecosystem of like low cost offers you know, mini courses, then you have essentially your higher ticket items, like your um, your comprehensive programs or courses. And then, of course, your one-on-one, either group pro- programs or coaching. So the product ecosystem, I feel like, really helps you to be able to serve people at different price points um, and impact more people. Because obviously, if you're, you know, working with people one-on-one and people are like, hey, but I just really need this, like, course or thing or something to help me with X, Y, or Z, then you're able to create digital products and programs that are going to help help that person with that specific pain point or transformation or whatever it looks like. And so you're just walking customers through a journey. And it's also fantastic because then if, say, you have a customer who buys into a low-cost offer, well, then they're much more likely to invest in you for maybe your coaching program or a higher ticket offer because they're much more likely once they've already become a client or a customer of yours to purchase again. So instead of just having one high ticket offer that, you know, might alienate your audience because you have to essentially nurture people for a much longer period of time when you have a more expensive offer, you're able to kind of get people in the door with like the high quality free content, some low cost offers. And then again, when you get ready to launch your bigger programs, um, those are your sort of more end top end of your ecosystem where you have higher ticket items and products and things.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> yeah no, that's super helpful. And and after um listening to your training and just like listening now, um, I start to think of uh like the larger names in online business, the Jenna Kutchers, the Rachel Hollis, the Rock mm-hmm. Thomas, all these people. And I st- I'm like, huh. You can kind of, once you know about this product ecosystem and you're able to, to visualize it, then you can kind of see it in other people's businesses. And these large names didn't, didn't get to where they are by signing up a trillion people to thousand, thousand, thousand dollar programs. Mm -hmm. Their entrance is like a free content. And then their first product in that line might be $10, you know, It's walking your clients through this process, walking them, honestly, through the transformation, but mm-hmm. getting paid for it as well um, because yeah. you can't always rely on your free content to walk people all the way to that thousand dollar product. Just like you said, yeah, you, that way they have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. It may be $10, but they've now invested in themselves and then invested in you. And yep. that is a much more reliable, like warm lead than, you know, somebody who follows you on Instagram and you're hoping that after following you for a year, they'll be interested in your huge program. I think of the people I've been following, you know, some people for three, four, five years that I still haven't invested in. And it's, it's not because I don't like them. It's not because I don't find their stuff enriching, but I'm just, you know, it doesn't matter that I've been invested my time in them that long. It's not a direct correlation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really interesting too, because you will have there is a um, there are different kinds of buyers. So you have like your early adopters who are the people that are gonna register right away and they're gonna sign up. And then there's there's multiple, I don't remember all of them, but then like your you have your um, I think the fourth one is like your laggers, the people that are like, they are there on cart closing day, five minutes before the cart closes, and they're not they they need a little bit more time to kind of figure out more of like, well, what am I gonna get out of this and what are the benefits and things? And so even though you might have a community of people that um, follow you, it does not necessarily mean that that's going to convert, number one, especially if all of what you have is a high ticket offer. So again, that's why it's really important to have a lot of those low cost offers. Um, But the other thing that I would say is that sometimes you will have those people convert, you'll nurture them for five years. And maybe just there wasn't anything that you were currently offering that you had in your product ecosystem yet. But then you came out with something that was like a $40. And they're like, finally, this is what I've been looking for. And they're willing to invest in that. Conversely, you'll have a lot of people who, you know, they'll buy something and maybe they'll do a one-on-one session with you and then they want to buy everything from you. So it's not like you're going to have, just because you have 10,000 followers, you know, you'll have, again, that significant, I call them raving fans. Um, I forget her name. I think it's Mira Cottham. She wrote a book called like Your First 100 Raving Fans. And I think we tend to really overlook the value of the people that we already have in our community that have purchased from us. We're trying so hard on social media and in other marketing channels to convert potentially new clients and new customers from cold leads to warm leads. But what we can actually do is continue to serve our existing audience, the people that have already purchased from us, because they're much more likely to buy. They're already warm leads. We've already nurtured them. There's really no additional work that we have to do.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I totally agree. You know, it's, it's vanity metrics for people to say, oh, I don't have enough followers to buy. That's not true at all. I see people who have less followers than me. I've only got like I Maybe 1,100 followers, and I know people who are killing it mm-hmm. with less than a thousand, making a lot of money, and it's yeah. just because they've understood the the value of the people that are in your circle. You know, in business, we talk about you know we want to look at analytics and just take an email list. Like you want to know what your conversion metrics for an email list, like how many people per hundred you know, go and and buy something from you. Well, Mm -hmm. it doesn't help if you're filling that email list with a bunch of people who are just kind of like stragglers. They're, they're, you know, they're just, they're not ever going to buy from you. They open
0: your emails, but they don't, they don't essentially, they don't click through or they don't convert. Right. Yeah. You just,
1: you just want the high number. Oh, you want to say that you've got 2000, 3000, 4,000, 5,000 people on your email list, Mm -hmm. because that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Except what you don't know is that only 50 of them are potential buyers. Mm -hmm. And now you filled your list with a bunch of, you know, just people who, who aren't going to be interested purely to grow into some, you know, some number that you feel is worthy selling to. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I love talking about email marketing simply for the sheer fact that
0: like, there's so much power And money in your list. And I actually, if someone has not opened an email from me in 90 days, I delete them off my list. I actually, I purge my list regularly. Yeah, because if you notice, if you have an email list and you are landing in people's social folder, that means that Gmail, I'm talking about Gmail specifically, is ranking the quality of your list as sort of poor quality. Yeah, so they recognize that, oh, this is kind of a spam thing. You know, this is an outdated list. People aren't opening these emails. They're not really that interested. We're going to put that in the social folder. So you can feel free to kind of look at that whenever you want. Now, my emails land in my clients' inboxes because I specifically keep up with the the health of my email list, so to speak. So if people are not opening my emails, I will go ahead and I will purge people. Um, I also go in and I look at my metrics and I say, okay, well, why wasn't this email opened? What was interesting to people? What was not interesting? to people about this email. I try to use really captivating taglines, include a lot of value, et cetera. So those are some things that you can do if your emails are not getting opened, obviously, and also to try to create a more, a more healthy, a healthier list so that you can essentially get the people who are interested in opening your emails and getting them to convert, whether that's just to like opt into a free piece of content or watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast episode or buy something that you have currently in your shop. Or whatever it is that you're
1: selling. Yeah. It's clearly, clearly like you can go, you, what what I love about you and the more I talk of, you know, to you, you have knowledge on every piece of the spectrum. And so like. I, you know, we could run for like marketing the products, but let's, let's step it back for a second. Um, cause we have people listening with their businesses. They're in their first year. They've been doing it forever. They, and then we have some people who don't have a business at all. They're in a nine to five and they're very happy. Or, you know, some people who are wanting to side hustle or start with us, we've kind of got the whole spectrum. Can you go over the different types of passive income streams? Um, and then maybe touch on like who, who it's possible for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, passive income is really possible for anybody who like you said wants to create multiple income streams or really to start a side hustle. And so there are some different options. Uh the first one that I always talk about and you and I to, you were on my passive income webinar, so you know this, but is affiliate marketing. And affiliate marketing is great because you are essentially recommending other people's products and services and you don't really have to do any more upfront work. Now, this is really great for not only business owners, but like everyday people who want to make a little bit of extra money, because if you are just suggesting and recommending products to your friends, well, if they have an affiliate program, you could be getting a kickback from that. So it's kind of like for everybody, right? And then you have low cost offers. And so low cost offers are things that are, again, very minimal cost for your community that help to solve a pain point, walk them through a transformation, or could just be kind of like a supplementary resource of some kind, like something that they're like, oh man, I just don't know how to do this, or I can't figure this thing out. Out. You could create some digital products that they could download that are low cost to help continue to serve your community and create a bigger impact and help them, again, work through a pain point or an issue. So that's the kind of the lower cost. Then you also have your, um, what I like to call your mini courses or your trainings or your workshops. And these are generally still kind of like minimal energy investment where um, you can kind of produce them in a little bit of time, but they're still kind of low cost. They're usually not like, you know, super expensive. So That could be um, a masterclass or some kind of one-hour training or just a, I would say, six to 12 lesson course. Maybe something that's like, $57 $57 to $97 that is kind of a, almost a no-brainer investment for people because it's like, oh, you have these great digital products and low-cost offers, but then you also have this really awesome masterclass that I want to invest in that I can afford to do so, right? Um, and then, of course, from there, you kind of have your um, your programs and courses, kind of what you do with with like you're teaching people, you're walking them through a complete and total transformation of something. Um, and then the other thing that is not necessarily as passive would be like your membership sites um, or your paywall content. And then of course, you've got your one-on-one coaching and your like group programs, which again, that's not as passive. Uh, there are passive elements to that. Um, but those are kind of just some of the different options and opportunities. Obviously, there's a lot more to say about each of them, but I just wanted to give you sort of like a brief touch point overview of each of those.
1: Yeah. And something I I, I want to um, really hone in on for, for those listening. These are not just for business owners. Obviously, I'm an entrepreneur, and so I talk a lot about things from that perspective. But th- like, passive income is for everyone. The FIRE movement is for everyone. And I will encourage anyone that I talk to to really look into it because no matter where you are, what you do as a career, how you make money, knowing how to handle your money and the skill of making money outside of just your job is super important. So like Mm -hmm. affiliate marketing, you know, you're, you might be listening and you're like, well, I'm not an influencer. I'm not a business owner, whatever. And I'm like, I don't, that's not, you don't need to have that. I have a friend who, um, she's actually a close family friend. She talks about Amazon all the time. Holy crap. There is no Amazon needs, honestly, should pay her. And she recommends Amazon products all the time. She was literally over for dinner. And she pulled, she was like, Sarah, I'm going to show you something amazing. Are you ready? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Pulls out this little gadget from her pocket to clean your glasses. And then like grabs people's glasses around the table, basically doing an infomercial at the table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Healthcare. Like she doesn't, but, but she talked to me, she was like, you know, I think I'm going to set up like an Amazon shop or something, just because I talk to people about Amazon all the time and I'm tired of texting links. And I'm like, that's lit- literally that's affiliate marketing and it's yeah. so natural for her. Yeah. You know, there, and there's plenty of people that I know that have something, you know, in that, in that range, or at least have that capability. So this really is possible for everyone. So when you're, when you're getting started. Mm-hmm. with um your product ecosystem um and your whole you know your lineup do you start in that order like do you, is that how you kind of set up the funnel is starting with affiliate marketing then the small bite kind of thing mm-hmm. so what i would say is the thing kind of because
0: I, I have clients, obviously, who have different businesses and there are different stages of business. And so I have found that typically when I'm working with someone, they are either established and they kind of are already maybe working with clients one on one from that top tier end of the ecosystem. But then they're like, OK, but now I can't take on any more clients. I'm kind of ready to create different income streams. So then we kind of walk through, we go back to the beginning of that funnel. And we start creating either aligning with affiliate offers or aligning with those low cost products. Now, if you're just getting started in business, and let's say you're a coach of some kind, because I know a ton of coaches, so I know this will be helpful, you definitely want to start working with people one-on-one. And the reason for that is because your clients and your customers are going to tell you, what pain points that they have like if you're just starting from scratch you have no idea what your community wants and through by working with different people and kind of hearing what they say the pain points that they have the different issues that they have you can then go in and create those low cost offers so what i typically recommend is if you're established kind of going back through the product ecosystem, aligning with some affiliate offers, low cost offers. But then if you're just getting started, you really do need to work with people one-on-one if that is your business model. Now, obviously if you're like an artist or graphic designer, I mean, you could start with your, you know, your printable art sales and your digital or your, your Etsy shop or your digital products, or you could start with like your vlog on YouTube. Like so it really kind of depends to the starting point based on what your unique business is as well. Was that helpful?
1: Yes. No, that was super helpful. Um, so when you're, so say you have this setup, cause here's, here's the joy of this. Um, and it's, it's why I'm a big fan of digital courses. It's why I'm a big fan of this kind of like product model is because once you set it up, like it's, I, I love the things that take a little bit more upfront work, but then you can absolutely just kind of chill out. And yeah. that's, um, that's how people do the fire movement. It's everything that I pretty much stand for is, okay, we're going to do a little bit of work up front so that you can literally do nothing later or you minimal know, do very, yeah. very, Little minimal things. Um, so when you so say you you set up this product ecosystem, you've got it going. Um, you have people coming in. We're gonna touch on this a little bit because I realize that this is a really expansive topic. Um, how do you get the word out there? Like, how do you incorporate that into um, basically? How do you market? Yeah,
0: it? that's a. I'm so happy that you asked that question because I think that's the disconnect for a lot of people. They're like, okay, Joanne, I have an Etsy shop and I have all these things, but I have no one to sell them to. So typically, when I'm coaching someone or I'm teaching people like how to get started creating passive income in their business, before we do anything, we are creating, we're growing our email list. That is the very first thing. Like before our business is even like, out there in the world, we're growing our email list through creating some kind of free piece of content called a lead magnet. And that could be you know, some kind of free tra- training or a PDF guide of some kind, or a checklist, or what have you. So many different op- options of what you could offer. Because when we are trying to sell to the one-to-many model, That is passive income through creating or through selling the different digital products and you know, digital courses and all those things. We need to have a community of people that we could nurture and sell to, right? And so that is where the email list is super, super important because. Yes, there are other marketing channels and social media is great to continue to nurture and connect with your followers, but you have such a more intimate opportunity with your email list to be able to nurture them. So when you have something that you are like, hey, I know I've been giving you tons of free content the past six months, by the way, I just launched my ebook or by the way, I just launched this course. Think you might be interested. It's just a different um, experience for them to open up that email and say, you know what? She's been so helpful for me in my business. I would love to invest in this product or this is something that I've been looking for. I need help with. So that is like the jumping off point before we do anything else in terms of
1: actually creating some of the passive income
0: channels. That, wow.
1: Email marketing is one of those topics that um, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening that are like rolling their eyes and they're like, I have an email list and it's not working. I have an email list, it's so pointless. Tough love moment. If your email list isn't working, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And a lot a lot of times I see it in the entry point. Um, and 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 you know, doing it wrong sounds very harsh. But what I mean is, you know, I'm trying to help. And it, it usually happens with the lead magnet. Um, people really water down the effort that it takes. They're like, oh yeah, just throw like go into Canva, make a PDF, and throw it out there, and then people will sign up, whatever. And um, yeah, yeah, they probably will. But, you know, it's it's an easy transaction, but it's a transaction nonetheless. And like, for instance, something, um, I'm developing a new lead magnet right now. And when I first thought of this, I thought of it as a small product because it was that valuable. I was like, I could really sell this um, as its own thing. And then I thought, you know what? This is very valuable and it gets people through a transformation because you still want your lead magnet to get them through a transformation because you're trying to prove that you can do that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this for free because it is a wonderful testament to, to what I can do for them. Mm -hmm. therefore that that's more valuable to me than, you know, whatever I was going to sell it for like $39. I'm like, I'm going to get a lot more. If I take this as a lead magnet, they come in and they get even more invested. They're going to want to spend more. So it's, I mean, it's just, it's just tactics. And it's again, just like we were saying earlier, if you're flooding your email list with people who are not converting, that it's time for a purge. And that can, I can hurt a little bit. But it, it definitely can, yeah, yeah. And
0: I think you touched on a really important point that I don't, I don't want to glaze over. Um, the freebie and the lead magnet really needs to be such an incredible piece of value that when you come up with a paid product, people already know how amazing your free content is, like. So they're like, oh my gosh, she gave me this thing for free and it was absolutely incredible. It helped me so much that when you come out with something paid, they know that they're going to get their money's worth. Because I have, I will tell you, I've heard so many times from other business owners who invested in a course or invested in a program of some kind and they were so let down, right? Because they were like, oh, well, her free piece of content like was a, they didn't think about, oh, well, the free piece content was like pretty simple. I kind of knew everything already. Right. And then but they're like, oh, but I'll try investing in the course. And so I think a lot of people have been burned. So they're much less likely to opt in to your email list because they want to know that the value is there. They want to know that, like they're actually going to get something worthwhile because so many business owners have like you know, again, promoted their programs and sold their programs. And they just left people feeling really alienated and kind of empty and frustrated. And so I don't want that for you. So even if you feel like maybe later on, you can monetize that. If you're trying to grow your business right now, you're trying to grow your email list right now, and you just need to build credibility and build yourself up as an expert, give that thing away for free. Cause then people are going to want to hire you and want to buy your
1: paid products. 100%. I've, I've done it. Like I um, a ton of this stuff, I've got pages and pages of notes of, of these free webinars that I've attended. And it's those that have made the biggest difference when I could take notes and actually do something with them that then made me want to turn around and buy whatever they sold on there. And, and let me, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Cause I, I have a theory and I want to see what you think about it. The, the free PDF freebie, the five steps to whatever freebie, my theory is that those are dying that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they uh, and and please prove me wrong you know i've seen uh, really cool workbooks um really um, like I've seen some impressive ones. I just, Oh my God, it was yours. I think I literally downloaded yours and I was I like, okay. you downloaded my, yeah, yeah." It, it's so funny. Cause I'm like sitting here nodding my head. You
0: guys can't see me, but I'm like laughing because it's really, really true. And so Is if it? you're okay. doing a free guide, a free workbook, a PDF download, it needs to be stellar. Like it needs to have. So for instance, I have a YouTube growth guide and I share it at 10 must know YouTube strategy and growth tips before starting or growing your channel. And that is a year and a half of mistakes and failures and successes for me on YouTube. And you get it in a 10-step like PDF, right? But it is really, really good. And so I think you can't just do like five steps to whatever because I'll tell you, I still go and I look, at, I look up to other entrepreneurs and I'm like, oh, they have this really great downloadable guide. I, I, this is something I'm interested in. I want to check this out. And then I get it and it literally tells me nothing else than kind of what I already know it doesn't elaborate on anything more than like what's in the title. Right. It's kind of just like skimming the very basic surface. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want people to to opt in and then to immediately unsubscribe because they open your guide and they're like, well, this is just not very good. And it doesn't mean that you have to give away everything for free, but it definitely has to have some kind of hook, right? It really has to be very enticing to people. And again, people are getting really bored with seeing the same kinds of freebies and opt-ins. So they're being a little bit choosier with what they're wanting to opt into. So I almost tell people like, yeah, you could do a guide. That's great. Right. Make it amazing. But also I think it's really important. Like if you're able to do some kind of mini training or like a masterclass or a 15 minute, whatever tutorial, that's going to be more valuable than that free guide. People are going to be way more interested in some kind of training. That's the, that's the future of where we're moving with advertising. Everybody wants to watch video. So if you could do a video, do that instead. But if you are going to do a guide or some kind of digital digital download like that, make sure that it's just fantastic overall.
1: Yeah, if you don't think somebody should should pay for it and you feel oh, super generous for giving it away for free, then it's not then it's not up to par yeah. and and your yeah. little checklist of whatever that's not going to cut it anymore because mm-hmm. it's just it's just not valuable. You're not teaching them anything. Um the guides I, that I ha-
0: No, no, you're fine. And it just really also depends on your business, right? Like there are certain businesses where like a checklist could actually be really valuable. Like um, I'm trying to think of like money management or huh, blogs. I do. I've seen some good checklists for blogs or like course creation. Yeah walking you through like the, you know, 25 things that you need to check off when, before launching your online course or something like that, that's really valuable. But if it's something just like, I I can't even come up with like a a terrible example, but you know what I mean? Like if it's just a basic checklist that doesn't, isn't helping people move the needle in any way, then they're probably not going to opt in
1: for it. Five things to be a business owner, face your fears, um so you're right. The things you're that like, we've Thanks. all heard. Right. So, yeah. Like, this is yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. I'm absolutely this is a revolution. Thank <laughs> you. It's like that. Oh, uh, there's that tick that TikTok that's like, thank you so much, Karen. That was really helpful. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like,
0: nice. sighing. eyeing You're like, okay, that wasn't very good. But okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I would say about in
0: terms of lead magnets is just it has to be really, really enticing for people.
1: Yeah, so so that's the first step, you know. If somebody's, you know, hopefully that people are fired up by this episode, they're like, "Yes, it's totally possible for me." That first step is to grow the email list, right? Yep, absolutely, very cool. Because what we're doing with that, right? It's and
0: I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, well." I just don't know how to do email marketing or I don't know what to send to my community. And I'm like, but you're just nurturing them. You're literally providing, I'm like hitting my desk. You're providing free value. (laughs) You're nurturing them and you're getting, you're essentially creating raving fans. That's what you're doing. So when you have a one-on-one coaching or you have a program or you have digital products that you can sell, they're primed and ready to buy. And you've been doing that over many, many, many months or if not years
1: by that point. Yeah. How does social media, this is the last question. I promise I'm absolutely dogging you oh, I'm so excited and so interested. How does social media play into that? Yeah. Um, because when I look at, uh, funnels, a lot of times people put like their Instagram or their YouTube on the same, um, like tier as their email list. And I, when I'm, I'm, you know, literally building out the diagrams, I put that under it. Mm-hmm. So how does social media go into, into the email list?
0: Yes, oh uh, this is I'm this is like I must know if you're, and you've been kind of tuning out this episode and you really need to listen in now is the moment. (laughs) Um, So essentially what I always tell people when we're talking about like the sales funnel strategy is again, Instagram and Facebook is just a place to like continue to nurture your audience and to potentially get people to some of your other like links and things. And so when you are creating content and you and I are going to talk more about this in your session, when you are creating content, do not create content simply for creating content you are creating content because there should always be some kind of call to action. So, if you have a free training, free workshop, free webinar, whatever, and you're creating content around, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Okay, let's do like, let's say you are a, um, I'm going to use my friend Cami, life coach, right? And all of your content is really about helping people through these different experiences and teaching them different things about being a life coach. But with that, you should have some kind of lead magnet or webinar or somewhere to send them. So if someone reads your post, you could say, P.S., by the way, I have this thing that you might really be interested in. And so you should never just be like, okay, here's a picture of me on Instagram. Like there's always a reason why you should be doing it, you're trying to move people to other channels in your business. And if that is your, your paid masterclass that you have coming up, or maybe you're teasing your course, Hey, get on the wait list, or maybe you're promoting that lead magnet or Hey, I'm selling out of my one-on-one spots. You really need to get in today. Like there should always be some kind of drive and call to action so that the people who are interested in what it is that you are selling or doing or promoting, they can go and they can learn more. And I will tell you whenever I go in and I'm promoting whatever it is within that same day, I will have someone sign up on my email list, or I will have someone DM me about signing up for a class or asking questions about one-on-ones or something like that. That is where the social media comes in. That is really like, it's the jumping off point for getting people into the other areas of your business.
1: Yeah. It's all, it's all a customer journey. It's all like gateways and you're, every time. So a follow is a gateway, a clicking a link is a gateway is you're, you're literally, you have a door open and then you're inviting people in. And, um, I think, so there's, I just did like a training on something called a value ladder. And that was basically like a really in depth product ecosystem. Um, we should totally talk about that later, yeah. like between you, it's so cool. I would going to tell you the diagram. <laughs> it's very interesting. We can geek out in a second, but, um, it's like 33% of people, go to the next step so keep that metric in mind and under think of it as like a door so when i was talking to a client this week we are looking into her social media strategy and uh we were talking about like your goals And we realized that we're going to set things up a little bit differently, um, talking all about how we're getting leads. And so she owns two different brands, but um, we said, okay, she needs to be like, almost like in an influencer role. She needs to be the person that people see. And then from there, you know, they follow her and they, you know, in her bio, it'll say, okay, um, CEO of blah, 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 and founder of blah, blah, blah. And then They say, oh, you know, I really like her. Like, let me follow this. So then that's another gateway. So now they've gone through two passages and now they're following one brand that they might be interested in. Now that one brand might have a link to, hey, here's a free video training. Okay, that's another. So you're just walking people through this path and you did it with me, I can literally think back. Okay, so I followed you on social media. Pretty sure you messaged me because you're just cool like that. And so we talked a little bit. I saw that you had a training. I fell in love with your content, with your personality. So I went to the training. I mm-hmm. went to the training. I took notes furiously. And mm-hmm. and here's what um what I love that you did before the training, um, you sent out a a guide, that guide that I that I downloaded. Yep. So then by the time I got to the end of her training, where you know she was telling me, Hey, here is my paid thing that can help you. I had already found her. I already fell in love with her personality. I followed her. I had gone through her guide and then the training was just the cherry on top proving that she can teach me something. So I bought in. Like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it led me exactly where I needed to go and it, that's a gift. I don't think of that as it, you know, don't think of that as a scam or don't think of that as like, oh, you know, they're leaving them down the like Hansel and Greta I think thing. No, I'm like, thank you. Because this is something that I needed. Yeah. All of this is you meeting a need for your customer. Yes. And, I and you're have- gonna, the
0: people that really are ready to buy in who need that thing are going to go through the exact experience of what you went through, right? They are ready to convert. So they're ready to walk through that process. And so I just think that what you were just, saying about you know the the gateways and the doors and walking people through that experience you can literally be doing that for thousands of people right and you can't necessarily one-on-one work with thousands of people you could do group programs and but that's why we build out the product ecosystem We have all those other beautiful digital products and maybe you have an Etsy shop and maybe you have a shop on your website and you have, you know, you drive people to your YouTube channel and they can watch your content and then they can opt into your affiliate offers or say, Hey, I just launched my course or this program. The cart is closing soon. Like there's so many opportunities to the touch points for, you know, obviously getting in front of people, but also for bringing them back into the fold. So they can, again, invest in your business through the content that you create, but also through the products that you create.
1: Yes. Oh. Oh my goodness. This has been so fabulous. I'm so excited that I got to share her with you guys. Um, As soon as I started following you, I literally like started texting my friends. I'm like, follow this girl, follow this girl. I (laughs) feel like you're my own like hidden secret and everybody who listens, they are my friends. So I get to share you with everybody. Um, If they're ready to follow, if they want to know what's next, you know, how they can find you, um, where do they go?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say some of the best places to start, you can go to my website, joannewetzelcoaching.com. And then of course you can work with me one-on-one. I do passive income and what I call sort of like digital business strategy sessions. So we help walk you through that whole process, figure out where the disconnects are and really start to build out your product ecosystem to create multiple income streams. Uh, I also recommend you follow me on YouTube or subscribe. I do release a lot of free content there. And then of course you can also listen to my podcast, the Passive Potential Podcast which is not actually out yet, but you can go follow it on Instagram at Passive Potential and you'll get more updates as to when that actually goes live.
1: Oh, it's going to be so great. Thank you so much for being here. This was so valuable. This was really fun. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. thank you so much for listening to the what else podcast and if you like this episode then I've got a small to-do list for you uh first of all go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your instagram stories and tag me at sarah e boss and I can go ahead and repost your post and that helps others find the podcast as well and give me a review on apple podcasts that is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends so don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.